millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by David Bumble Lloyd, former England uh, player and coach. We had some news from the world of cricket today. He and went stat crazy. He did go. He kind of invented a new um, quiz format. That's nice. Talking that? of which, we did play Celebrity Combination Lock, the game they're all talking about. And Kevin Day, comedian, writer, podcaster, and Palace fan, uh, took part on uh, our behalf. He did. Um, we had a bit of a chat. Lovely stuff. Covered I some tried ground. to get a job, didn't I? Did a pitch for an audition, didn't yeah, I, Paul? Charlie, yeah, Charlie's looking for some work live on air, so you'll enjoy that. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. 5,000 to 1, wouldn't it, for them to win the league? I mean, I think, yeah. I think they're gone, Paul, do you? They, they had nothing last night. I know, it was a bit they of a shock. A bit of a shock. They as didn't soon as, turn up. As soon as that, you know, that this is the trouble. If they are going to get anything against um, Newcastle, they're going to have to score first because the minute they concede, it's game over, yeah. isn't it? Which is really worrying. Anyway, uh, Jonathan Northcroft um, wrote Fearless, the story of that incredible uh, victory when they won the Premier League. So um, uh, we'll be chatting to Jonathan about what has gone wrong. Very interesting piece in the Sunday Times uh, at the weekend about maybe who's yeah. to blame along the way. I mean, it's, it's a it's a kind of perfect storm of a whole bunch of stuff that's come together to f- uh, find them in this situation. But anyway, we'll be doing that a little yeah, bit later, later on. Bit on, on Leicester. Yeah. Uh, sure. And as we said, we'll look ahead to tonight's games. Uh, I've only just got use of my legs back, Paul. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, uh, honestly, I, I play, we're going to talk to Tommy Mooney a bit later on. I know that. But is it 11 aside? Is I mean, you can play and do, you know, it seems Every... to be able to do a bit of five aside, but 11 aside is a bit of a killer, isn't it? Oh, I've been running as well. I've been, I've been, I've taken up running in the last few weeks and I've been yeah. really enjoying it, doing sort of three or four miles here and there. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I'm all right, I'm feeling a lot fitter. Turned up for this game on Saturday. How they do 90 minutes plus. I know they do it for a living. Yeah. But I have a whole new respect for 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 professional footballers. Yes, it, I couldn't. I could not walk yesterday. I couldn't. Uh, I was fine the day after, but the, but two days after, my legs just. What is the science behind two days after, Paul? No, Do I you know. know. I don't know what it is. You don't know what that because is because you wake up that first morning after, you think, oh, right? And you think, well, no, you think oh, I can feel it a bit. So yeah. it means if this is as bad as it gets, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you're right. You wake up 24 yeah. hours later. 
couldn't get down the stairs. What Monday. is it about the forty-eight hour rule yeah. of pain? Um, maybe you can tell us, talk sport listeners. Maybe you're in that game. Why so is it? Why is it forty-eight yeah. hours where you really feel? I don't know. Is it more yeah. of a build-up of lactic acid? I remember I played in a. We had a vets tournament at uh, at the club where I played five aside, eleven yeah. aside, and there was a moment in the game where a ball was sort of lumped forward. And both the nominally the winger because he wasn't nippy anymore. He was probably in his yeah. late fifties, <laughs> early sixties, and the fullback in that position who was playing down at left back. They were both on the halfway line, and the ball went over their heads and kept running and kept running and kept running. And the ball was just sort of just sort of just s- slowing up just as it got to the goal line to go out for a goal kick. Yeah, but both of them chased it down. Yeah, but it was a bit like that. The ball was still going away from them. They didn't seem to be getting any closer. It's like that scene just in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they're running. Thing. They're not getting any. Yeah, and then suddenly, oh, it was. The, uh, it's the worst thing is as well is the game was this game was filmed on Saturday and I've seen a few clips back. Right, I thought I was playing quite well, Paul. Yeah, you when know, you I see thought, yourself, thought I was nippy here. I did like a little like a little step over at one point and yeah. nothing. You know, I had a couple of shots. I thought, oh, I'm doing all right here. I yeah. reckon I look pretty good. You watch yourself back. Oh, it's bad, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. You've never seen anyone as slow. It's like a hippo playing football. I played it's just a, dreadful. I got to play at Wembley in a press tournament, and um, we we won it. Um, oh, no, yeah. no, we lost. No, we did win it. Yeah. Or did we? Did you win no, it we or lost lose in it? the final. Oh, no, we right. lost in the final. But we beat Sky on the way there. Lovely. Um, Richard Keys and all. And it meant the two finalists could use the bath, that big old Wembley bath at the old Wembley. And but none of the vanquished, only the teams that oh, got to the final. Wow. But what did Keezy do? He got in the bath. Oh, got in anyway. I've never let him forget Unbelievable. it. He should not have got in that the bath. That is a shame. That is a shame. So anyway, maybe, the, maybe, maybe, and then I watched myself back. Is a text topic ball, not the one we set yeah, up. And then I watched my yeah, within reason, <laughs> knowing the demographic of this audience, how often we come up with a cool subject and say, if we ask yes. the listeners that we know exactly what and it will go below get. the belt. The phrase "my old woman" will turn up in it about thirty or forty times. So but, we don't want them. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I watched myself back. Is that yeah. is a good text of Well, let's see if it flies. Okay, let's see because I watched myself back in this game at Wembley yeah. and I thought again I was marking Alex Ferguson's son at one point yeah. uh, who, but I got nowhere near him no. you know young uh, Jason yeah. um, and he not, not uh, obviously uh, the one who was the manager yeah, yeah, but yeah, was a very good player still it was in the blood but um, yeah I couldn't get near him and I thought I was doing okay but I, I looked like Jerry Lewis in a nutty professor <laughs> absolutely no coordination I was just rubbish clod up in yeah. about just like, <laughs> like one of the wooden tops it's one for the teenagers I had no I was just garbage anyway uh, yeah when you watch yourself move on film it's not great um, so do let us know then I watched it back maybe you were dancing at a wedding and thought yeah I'm cracking yeah. this look <laughs> at me look at me yeah lovely yeah. I'll be on Strictly next year and then you watch yourself yeah. back and it's yeah. Yeah. Disaster. Anyway, do let us know. Talksport. Uh, yeah, talksport.com. Yeah, do, uh, yes, talksport.com. Text 81089. Yeah, tweet TSH and J. No, Who's Simon in Luton's been in touch. Okay. Uh, uh, Paul and Charlie, it's Dom's delayed onset muscle soreness. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Uh, know it well being a runner. Is that a thing? The Dom's? I think it must be. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. Touch of the Dom's? It is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're interested in the day you panicked as well, apart from, and then I watched it back, which is a very good one, Charlie. <laughs> That's very true. But this is a great example of, of a bit of panic. It was a story 
uh, that popped up uh, today. So if I can find it, have I lost the thing already? Mr. Well, Mr. T from London's been in touch as well about Mr. Doms. T. There's definitely. I, mean, I don't know if he, he says Has he yeah, moved. I, I pity the fool who has Doms. Is that what no. he says? <laughs> Microscopic muscle damage effects not immediately felt. There we are. Thank wow. you, Mr. T. Okay, well, brilliant. You found your story, Paul. Uh, yes, yes, I have found it now. Uh, what about this for panic? A driver pulled over for speeding tried to switch places with his dog to avoid arrest. <laughs> Just in that moment, you think, how am I going to get out of this? He'd had a drink, basically, which they yeah. discovered afterwards, not surprisingly. So um, he didn't want to be in the driver's seat. <laughs> so he put Rover in the driver's seat. He sat in the passenger seat. What seems to be the problem? The old uh, dog's looking out the window. Points, six points. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you let it go, can you? I haven't got my licence. I've got no pockets. I'm running late. I don't know why he talks like Tommy Cooper. But, Sean um, Dyche. That is, that, yeah, it's, it's your job, by the way. You've got to nick me, as Sean would say. But uh, yeah, true. All dogs in films from now on should speak like Sean Dash because it, it's a believable uh, voice. It's very good. He should it? get lots of voiceover oh, work. work. Rover. Rover. <laughs> Rover one, Rover yeah. two. It would just be a story of one man and his dog, well, yeah, a football. drunk bloke and his yeah. dog, and he just drives and he, he becomes plays, a minicab driver. He plays both. Yeah, you, you never hear the the Sean character speak. Yeah, you only ever hear the dog. You only speak. ever hear the dog. That's it. That's in the Sean's. Okay, nice. we're getting yeah, some yeah, work yeah. for him. If Evan shouldn't ultimately yeah, pan out. So when did you panic? You want? People, oh yeah, when yeah? did you panic? Because that's the ultimate panic, isn't it? When you look back on that moment of panic and how badly you got it wrong, I'd say the bloke who thought it'll be okay if the dog was driving, that won't get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's how panicked he was. That's what the drink does to you. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Yes. We were asking you this afternoon about the day you panicked. Uh, this was an amazing story of a guy. He'd had a drink, admittedly, in the States, which uh, we don't condone. He's behind the wheel of a car, pulled Absolutely. over by the police. And in a moment of blind panic, thinking, I cannot be, with the amount of alcohol I've drunk, I cannot be in the driver's seat. So what he did in that moment of blind panic was put his dog in the driver's seat, oh, and it. he got in the passenger seat and thought that would get him yeah. off the hook. And the dog, like obviously, that. what seems to be the problem? The officer? dog was hammered. The dog, honestly, the dog, <laughs> dog. No, the dog was fine. It's just he hadn't got his license, hadn't passed his test. He failed it twice. And he couldn't do reverse parking. That was it. That was a problem. <laughs> yeah. I can't reverse parking. Reverse parking. That's that. oh, the punchline's there, Only, Paul. Let's do it again yeah, anyway. This isn't live, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the dog had failed his test. And what did he fail on? What was it? Reverse barking. Oh, oh that's yeah, good. Lovely. That's there great. I love the way you do nice. that so quickly. Very good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Completely off topic. 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 Completely off, off topic. Are you completely but, off topic? But I always I didn't thought, know they still well, sold I've, I've been doing the motor point, uh, been trying to get the motor point voiceover <laughs> all afternoon, Paul. But yeah. uh, I always, someone here saying they they always thought Hawksby, Paul Hawksby, yeah. was the voice, that's you, was the voice of the McDonald's adverts. No, sadly not. Until he just Googled it and, and now he's got trust issues. I think that's... um. What's his name out of Press Gang, isn't it? He's, and he, he's a director now. What, Dexter Fletcher? Dexter Fletcher is the voice of McDonald's, I think, isn't he? Is he? I, I think I think he is. Okay, wow. Well, okay. Isn't it my gig, apparently? He's, he's, he's loving That's it. That's right. He's absolutely loving um, it. Lots of people, say, after your dog story as well, yeah. lots of people sending in stories about uh, cars being driven by dogs. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> well, are are they? Nice, yeah. How many stories are there like uh, that? Here we go. David Jeffries has, has written in. They trip to France 30-odd mm. years ago, three of us in a car, yeah. drove off the ferry at Calais, 
And by coincidence, the first car we saw coming round the roundabout had a dog in the passenger seat. Wow. <laughs> My friend, who was already nervous about driving on the right, immediately shouted, there's an Alsatian driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> we almost stopped laughing by the time we got to Amsterdam. Thank you, David. When he said 30 years ago there, Paul, I was thinking, oh, right, yeah, sort of 70s, 80s, and of course 30 years ago. Yes. It's like 1997, isn't it? No, that is, that is very, very old now, very old now. And we were asked if when you watched it back... Oh, yeah. After I played Saturday, I've seen some footage and I, I'm not quite the racing snake I thought I was. Uh, I watched it back. I scored a goal in the cup final for my Sunday team, Surreal Madrid, from just outside the box. It was being filmed. I watched it back expecting to see a 30-yard worldie to find an 18-yard P-roller that any yeah. keeper with hands should have saved. Lee the Gooner. There we are. Nice story of panic. This is from... Uh... Peel, oh, he yeah. says, uh, I panicked when I stayed up all night to submit my uni dissertation at 7am. Oh, the oh, deadline was midday. I fell asleep and woke up at 1pm. Oh, no. Having forgotten, I submitted it in the morning. <laughs> For about half an hour, I ran round my room having a heart attack before realising. So, uh, yeah, so moments of blind panic. There we are. And the Ashton Masters have been in touch. They're a, uh, an over 45 uh, football team on the outskirts of Chester. Wondering if I wanted a game, Paul. Which yeah, isn't nice, isn't it? But a bit far from me, unfortunately. But, yeah. but I might try and look into a vet team. I really, really did enjoy it. You like, and it's different to five aside playing on grass. And it there'll was, be a vet team there. there. You're a local club in Oxford. Be there'll quite, be... I'm not a very popular person, Paul. So you're not know. a very popular person. What in your local area? <laughs> just, just, you know, just g- generally, you know. So I find it difficult to turn up to places. So. You know. okay. <laughs> it's like a therapy That's session all of a sudden. No, no. I, yeah. I, I might try and... The yeah. is, I can never commit to things, Paul. You know you know, I am Charlie Flaker. Oh. I, I always absolutely have to bail out yeah. of everything I ever say I'm going to do, unless there's a fee on the end of it. He is completely Charlie <laughs> Flaker. We've, how many things have we all... We've organised something today. Yeah. We're all off to see our old mate Tim Key in, uh, in we action, are. aren't we? We're going to go Comedian, to Liverpool fan, yeah. friend of the show. Charlie is... Bought the tickets. I've bought the tickets. But that will not stop him. <laughs> that's my deposit for saying I am <laughs> going to be there. <laughs> that will not well, last st- time we went, I had my bag nicked. Oh, that's true. That is so very you know, true. Yes. Um, anyway, my old high school um, in Salford was used as the school in Coronation Street. Uh, this is um, watching it back. Oh, yeah. And we were often extras when Big Ken Barlow was doing his thing. I thought I'd smash my part browsing around a jumble sale, <laughs> uh, only to watch back and notice I stared straight into the camera throughout. <laughs> Says Murph. That's nice. Beautiful. Beautiful, Murph. Thank you yeah. very much. So we are looking for when that moment when you watched it back and it wasn't quite as uh, effective, uh, as, it was impressive as you hope, whether it was sport or otherwise, and also those moments of blind panic. We're yeah, interested in nice. those uh, today. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89, tweet to T-S-H-N-J, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. A couple of times this weekend, not just at the football match, also at my gig in Salford on Sunday night. It was mm. very nice to have some listeners at Paul. Uh, on the way out, I shake out, do a little shaky hands, a little vickering, as I call it, on the oh, way yeah. out. Lots of people, don't knock the lock. Don't knock the lock. Lots of don't knock the lock. And at the football match on Saturday, loads of people shouting, what don't we knock? Oh, wow. The lock. It's, it's taken it's, off, Paul. It's, it's taking a huge off. hit. I know we think it's We'll get rubbish. it away. <clears throat> Sorry, Paul. Uh, for, this is Paul from Wakefield. Yeah. Was the dog driving a rover? Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, they're all coming in. You don't now. have to apologise up front. That's, uh, <laughs> that's never very, very uh, was good. Was not was says, woof justice. There we are, they've gone for all, they're doing their, all their own dog jokes. Yeah, we're not, we didn't ask for those, did no. we? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. Fletch, we're just telling you there in the bulletin, no Joffre for the summer. You yeah. will miss the ashes. Um, took against a journalist who suggested he had issues um, and returned early from the IPL, so the red flags were there. But um, it's official now. He's been ruled out for the summer and cannot take any part. Um, the other interesting um, sort of situation to come out of a selection of the Ireland Test team was that Johnny Bairstow uh, has returned to the team at the expense of Ben Folkes. Mm. Here to give us his thoughts on both those stories is the former England player and coach and commentator, of course, David yeah. Bumble Lloyd. Hi, Bumble. Hey, Bumble. Yeah, um, I mean, everybody's been eagerly awaiting this first test match uh, or the, the squad 15. And it, it's a, a real juggle, I think, to get 11 from the 15. Absolutely. I mean, the Joffrey is a real blow, isn't it? I mean, it's not the it's not the biggest surprise. You did sense something was up. But uh, just, I mean, just to lose him for that whole yeah, that summer. Magic, the bit of magic in it that goes with We've him, lost yeah. Stone for one, possibly two, which puts a lot of pressure on Mark Wood with his injury record. It, it's, it's a great shame, Bumble. It, it is. And fast bowlers get injured. That's just a fact down the years because it, it's a silly game that you play it sideways on and these are big strapping lads and they're going to break down. And Geoff Archer, this is troublesome because it, it keeps being the same injury. It's a, an elbow injury, which is causing him a lot of concern and discomfort. And of course, Mark Wood, at that express pace, you'd, you'd, you'd really think, well, are we going to get two matches consecutive from him? You're not usually. Are bowlers breaking, fast bowlers breaking down more than ever? We're, when we're having a conversation with the late, great Fred Truman, I'm sure you had these chats with him back in the day, Bumble, when he would say, this never happened in our day. You know, it's like they never broke down. They just bowled. They bowled in matches and they kept bowling and they were bowling almost as quick, if not as quick, as these guys. So is that not the case? Did they break down just as much back in the day? Uh, well, they probably didn't, but there's, there's one good reason, in my opinion, for that. Back in the day, in Fred's day, they played on the soil of the area. They played on soil. Mm. And now, throughout the world, and particularly in the UK... To get a decent pitch, they put clay content loam into the surface. So when these big six foot three, six foot seven fast bowlers bang down in the crease, they're just hitting concrete. Mm. And so that reverberates into their knees, their ankles, their back. And the extreme pace, men, it's the extreme pace, they're the ones that are suffering. Yeah, I mean the Joffre's running seems a bit a bit slower, doesn't it? It seems a bit more relaxed than than people absolutely hammering it in. So you, you wouldn't think it would affect him that much, but it obviously does. It, it, well, it does. It, there comes a time, and it's the the payoff when they get to the crease. And in the case of a right-handed bowler, the left leg goes up and goes bang mm. and hits the deck. And that has to go into your bike. And don't forget, he's sideways on, and then he twists his body to come front on. And so something's got to give, and it's usually, and we, you know, it's a good conversation, is this, because it's the extreme pace men who go in the back, usually in the lower back. But he's, he's just been troublesome because he's his elbow. He'll be gutted, obviously. He wanted to play in the Ashes. But you do start to wonder, with this injury record uh, that he has, whether he's going to go down the route of playing franchise cricket, maybe having to step away from test cricket. I know he said he doesn't want to, but, you know, we've seen other guys do it. Is it a lot easier to bowl four overs, although he can't actually do that at the moment, unfortunately. But do you, do you see that happening? When would you think he'll stick around in, in the test squad? Well, it reminds me so much of Tim O'Mills, who plays mm. down at Sussex. Extreme pace again. 
and, and he just physically cannot bowl all day. Mm. But he plays and has done really well out of franchise cricket. And there's a number of the ones who are extremely quick who will go that way. We, you know, four overs here, four overs there, and they're not doing a lot of damage. Yeah, let's hope he does stick around because he when when he's on it, he's so he's so. We had some really dramatic sessions with Jofra when he's yeah. flat out, and you know that raw pace and that the, the, you know to intimidate the Aussies would have been would have been fantastic. I mean, Mark Wood's capable of that, but he is last man standing for the first couple of tests, so that is a real blow. Yeah, and Ollie Stone is another who's got mm. rapid pace, and and he's injured as well. Yeah. But it, you know, you can take it from me from twenty two yards. The ones that you worry about, I ain't bothered about anybody bowling a bit of wrist spin. The ones that you worry about are them that's 90, 95 miles mm. an hour from 22 yards. Jeffrey Boycott summed it up brilliantly when he was asked, I was there. He got asked, what's it like facing 90 miles an hour bowling? He says, well, go and stand in the outside lane of a motorway and then 20 yards away, make your mind up what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, on to uh, Johnny Bairstow. I mean, it was always going to be back and he should be back. He's done sensationally well. But there, there was a lot of talk about trying to fit him in um, as a specialist batsman and Ben folks keeping his place as the wicketkeeper. It looks like they've they've not been able to do that to accommodate Harry Brooks. So what's your take on it? Are you supportive of, of Johnny taking the gloves, Bumble? Yeah, I am nailed on. I, I didn't think it was a problem. And if you think back, and it, I think when they were in New Zealand, that McCullum was asked uh, about the situation with Bearstone, and he said, of course, he comes straight back in. And so, you know, that was the signal straight away. So Fawkes knows now that he is the number two. And he's done sensationally well. He's done brilliantly. But he is the number two. Bearstow, I'll just read you one or two stats from Bearstow. He's got 12 centuries at test matches. His strike rate is 58. He's caught 210. And he's stumped 13. Now, I'm going to bore you rigid with stats. I don't (laughs) like stats, but here, I'm going to give you one. Johnny Bairstow is like Adam Gilchrist. Adam Gilchrist yeah. wasn't the best wicketkeeper in Australia mm. by a long stretch. He wasn't the best wicketkeeper. Listen to these stats. 17 centuries, strike rate. Go on, I told you Bairstow's was 58. We'll, we'll do a bit of Bruce Forsyth. Do you think Gilchrist is higher or lower? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go higher. You're going to go higher? I'll go, go lower. Higher. It feels a bit of uh, play your cards right, Bumble, doesn't it, this? Well, his strike rate, sit down, 82. Wow. 82. Wow. Blimey. Caught 379 and stumped 37. Last one. I know you want me to get off, but I'll give you... <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. What about MS Dorney? World class. Oof. Absolutely world class. Hmm. 90 matches. Johnny Bairstow's played 89 tests. Dorney, 600. Johnny Bairstow, 1,200. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's... strike rate, do you think he was higher or lower? Yeah. Johnny Bairstow. Um, I think for a pair. Uh, yeah, what if you get this game? What are we going with? I'm going to go lower. We'll go lower, Bumble. So you both wrong. You were one better. <laughs> <laughs> and the other wow. the other aspect of that, we're talking to Phil Tufnell about this, and he said the thing when at seven, I and mean, Michael Athens touched on it today, I think. You know, I've had a long day in the field. It's hot day. You know, it's taking you ages to get the Aussies out. You finally get a wicket, and out comes Gilchrist. You think, oh, yeah, blimey. Yeah. And you're on the floor because, you know, he could be sticking around for about four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of player that they want. Mm. You know, they're playing this brand of cricket, whatever they want to call it, but Bearstow fits it perfectly. Yeah. Well, uh, good yeah. to talk to you, Bumble, as always. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank you. David. That's right.
Yeah, stats. we'd love that. Great stats. stats. He's right. become right Stato Bumble, oh, wasn't wow, he? Fantastic. Well, that yeah. was good. Play your stats right. The new cricket quiz. <laughs> Lovely. We're, we're, we're gonna, that's a regular. No one will complain. Uh, I alluded to a clip, a famous old clip of oh, yeah. the, the aforementioned uh, Sir Geoffrey Boycott, <laughs> and uh, it was when Jeff was doing a phone in here on Talksport, and he invited Bumble on, and, and the words just weren't coming out. This is what happened. Right, uh, David Lloyd, I have on the phone. David. <laughs> <laughs> It just it's unraveled. like he's in Guys and Dolls. Yeah, I got David, David Lloyd on the phone. Get out David. of here. <laughs> yeah, what's it? What's Mindy's it? cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we are. Very so, nice. um, very interesting chat with uh, Jim and Simon earlier on with Howard Webb, head of the PGMOL, head of the referees. Last night, of course, uh, went on TV on Sky with yeah. uh, with Jamie Carrigan, Gary Neville and Dave Jones. I watched and, it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Also, they put out a show on BT, a little 25-minute show with him and Michael Owen. Oh, yeah. Um, Felt longer. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Paul. So it's very I harsh. said that, not very, you. Very harsh on Michael there. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they. So this is the future. We're going to be seeing more and more of this yeah. th- and hearing what the... I uh, think it's good for refs because yeah. you, hear, you hear how much yeah. stick they I just get. Think on a very basic... It humanises uh, the yeah. referees, you know. We kind of, we just never, just I now I know what Chris Kavanagh sounds like. It's a joy. Yeah. Next time I watch him, I, I think, well, oh, I know your voice. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, voice like um, Barry White or something. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, you were offside. Just play that back at normal speed for me. <laughs> we had a bit of Barry White. We might yeah, play, we'll that play that. Later. That was good. Yeah, we'll some do story that later that. On. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Back page of the couple of the papers today suggesting that uh, Roy Hodgson has done such a fine job at Palace in these last couple of months that he may just stick around for an extra year. Yeah. And it's being weighed up. Now, Kevin Day, a comedian, writer and podcaster, and indeed Palace fan, was reticent when Roy uh, returned. and He was man enough to admit that uh, he got that wrong. Um, so what about another year? He joins us now. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hey, Kev. 
Good afternoon. How are you, boys? Not yeah, too bad, well. thank you. So a lot more relaxed than when we last spoke to you, I think. Yeah. What is strange for me because it's sunny and I hate the sun. I'm normally really tense and angry with it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I, I, I need to be careful what I say here because I'm performing at our Player of the Year do next week, and I don't want to vex Roy. No. Before, before that happens, because when he's be... vexed, he gets quite gets oh, quite sweary, uh, doesn't I, he? He's, I, I wouldn't want to get I've, the wrong side of him. I've been on the wrong side of him, and I wouldn't. I won't tell you the circumstances, but I wouldn't like to be it again. He's uh, he can swear in about seven different languages yeah. as well. It's very <laughs> it's <clever>. impressive, <laughs> very impressive. It's, it's um, it, this is all very strange. You, you know, you you Tottenham fans use the word Spursy. Hmm. We we use the word a typical Palace, and yeah. it, it would be typical Palace to turn a temporary solution to a short term problem into the long term answer to a short term problem. So <laughs> it, it it it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It, the the fact is, if Paddy McCarthy had taken over and done as well as Roy Hodgson did, we'd all be going. It, it makes every bit of sense to to give him the job for another year. But those of us with long memories recall what some of the football's been like under Roy before, and, and there's been a couple of times this season we we've beaten up some pretty poor teams. I have to say, Leicester and Bournemouth were two of the worst teams I've seen at Celeste. Mm. But when Everton sat back against us, we didn't have any solutions, and when we went to play Spurs. Uh, last week we were we were timid and scared. So mm. we know what Roy can do against lesser teams. It's it 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 makes sense. It's a safe. I'm I'm not I'm not angry about it. I'm not overwhelmed. I don't know if there is such a word as whelmed. I, I would describe <laughs> myself as whelmed, but it's it's a safe solution. We'll finish twelfth if Roy's our manager. He's done a really good job. We played some good football. The 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 trouble is, what other candidates are out there? We were talking before the Bournemouth game and. And as you said in your news, yeah, Graham Potter's name was mentioned. And, you know, people say, well, Graham Potter was a Brighton manager, so that can't work. But he helped ruin Chelsea, so he's kind of backing our good books. <laughs> but, but if you know, Graham Potter, Brendan Rodgers, Ange Postacoglu were talking about, why would they come hmm. to a club when, I think Steve Parrish has sacked one too many managers, basically. Why would they come to a club where they know that the chairman's reaction to an indifferent run of results is to get rid of the manager? That then leaves you with a, a new a new English or, or British manager, or it leaves you with an overseas manager who who will come in for less money and won't worry about being sacked after a year. So Roy is is, is kind of a safe choice. It's just not just not an exciting one, is it? No, it's interesting what they were doing. as he was saying the other day that he's, he's he's kind of given him the freedom to go out and play, and him and Elisa have, have responded well. And there's all this talk about Wilf, which you have to sort of throw into the mix. What happens with him? But it's interesting to hear the players say they've liked working under him. I don't know if that that would change if it, if it was another whole season. I, I think it's because he hasn't had, uh, and this is not a criticism. It will sound like a criticism. So maybe it is subconsciously. He, he hasn't had time to drill them, basically. He's basically come in and said, one of the players who's been overlooked is Decore in midfield mm. has been absolutely fantastic. Out of nowhere, he's been fantastic. So he's almost been a, we've almost played a sort of 4-1-5 at times because Decore has been so strong as a midfielder. Ironically, we're actually shipping a few goals, especially from from set pieces, which is not what you'd expect from Roy. But I think Roy has come in looked at the players that we have who are talented and skillful and said, yeah, we've got 10 games now and show off for 10 games. Whether Roy would want to do that over the whole season, he certainly mm -hmm. won't do that against the big teams. No. So like I say, it's, I mean, it's a solid, but I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't annoy me. But again, it's, I'd be interested to see how it plays out. But I, I, I think Steve Parrish is, I mean, Steve Parrish is a nice man, but he seems to enjoy a sacking. <laughs> he, he just something comes over him, and he just thinks I haven't sacked anybody for a while. I, I'm going to get because yeah, I, I don't think Vieira deserved the sack. 
I said this before, I think it's very unfair the way history is being rewritten to say that he wasn't a good manager. He, For me, he clearly was, and I think we would be in a similar situation than we are now. And the way... The trouble is, you know, our palace work. I've, I've already had a tenor on Vieira being our next manager. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly the sort of thing we would do. I mean, the fact that... Mm. I mean, if if Roy was to stay, to stay and we were to make Paddy McCarthy a first-team coach and the whole idea of Roy being there was to be manager but also to bring Paddy McCarthy on, you'd go, great, I'll live with that. But that's the sort of long-term thing that we don't we don't really do very well. We mm. much prefer lurching from crisis to crisis. And we're still in the Premier League, so maybe that level of planning actually works for us. It's a difficult decision, isn't it? Because if you get someone new in and you lose four or five games in the first ten and right, everyone's, we keep everyone's clambering for Roy. If you get well, Roy in, he loses four or five in the first ten games. Everyone goes, oh, he's lost it. Let's get someone else in. And then Roy's back in at the end of the season. It's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Well, well that's the thing. If you, if you sack Roy, you haven't got Roy to bring in. No. Hmm. I, I like it when Roy's available to come in and help <laughs> us out. Uh, I mean, he, he, he has said himself that there's a world of difference between coming in for, for 10 games at the end of the season with the sun on your back and and sort of running a Grand National mm. for a whole season. I, I mean, someone like Graham Potter, for example, we know how he works. You have to give him Graham Potter two years. You can't bring Graham Potter in and, and then, if it, as, as you say, if he doesn't win six of the first 10 games, you get rid of him. Brendan Rodgers, I don't think, will take... I mean, Brendan Rodgers is a, has the constant demeanour of a manager who's baffled that he's not at Barcelona. Everywhere he goes, yeah. <laughs> it gives the impression that he can't quite believe he's where it would be a sideways move for him. So you would have to throw a lot of money at Brendan Rodgers for him to take the risk that he might be out of work again by by Christmas, which is why Roy is a, mm. as I say, it's, it's a safe bet, but it's not the sexy bet. And, you know, Steve Parrish often prefers sexy to safe, in my experience. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, let's, we're going to change gear because we're going to play Celebrity Combination yes. Lock, Kevin. I can't believe you've not Born played it, it before. Born for it, Kevin. Many of your Born fellow for it. comics and celebrities have. But anyway, let's, let's set up the premise. Here it is. Yeah. Not hearing Welcome anything. to oh. Celebrity Combination Lock <laughs> with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper, Charlie Baker. Hello. Yes, hello there. We have a, we have a combination lock that needs unlocking. Yes. Um, so the gym kit of our assistant producer, Jamie, can be removed from his locker. He's forgotten the code. He went out and had a drink and he's forgotten the code. Des- and, desperate to do a workout. Yeah, a good uh, workout. And, and we do need we do need to uh, try and And get... what don't we do, Paul? We don't knock. We don't knock the lock. The lock. We no, don't we, knock the lock. You should never if knock the lock. If you knock the lock, Kevin, it, I can't tell you what happens. Yeah. People turn I, on you quickly. They do. I, I wouldn't dream of knocking the lock, and I've had, I've had several tweets to tell me not to knock the lock. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> in, in People, no terms. forewarned and, and, is forearmed. In yes. that, knowing Jamie as I do, I'm, I'm guessing this is based on a real life scenario. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> now we're going to need four numbers from you. I'm just asking right. the producer to update me with all oh, the details. Yes. Four um, numbers. Right. I think it's Stephen. Who's played it, Paul? From memory, Stephen Grant. Stephen that, is that Gr- this series? I think Sue Pollard, or was that last series? That was last series. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the, before we went the off glory our, days. Our summer break. The in glory the first, days. Last. It was Adam season. Rowe that finally he cracked it. it. Yeah. Um, and won the first series of Celebrity Combination Lock. Yes. But um, yeah, we're going to ask you to choose four numbers, but without yep. the other information, I'm slightly yep. stymied. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, here, here it is. is. The producer's here we go. got yeah. his act together. Chloe so, Petz. Chloe Petz, yeah. fellow uh, Palace fan. She got one Indeed. correct number, but not in the right place. Michael Fenton-Stevens, actor, 
uh, got none right, none in the right place. Stephen Grant is the best so far. You had one correct number, one in the correct place. Omid Jalili took it backwards. Jarlath Reagan uh, didn't have a, the best of times. And even Jack, well, actually Jack Whitehall got one correct and in the right place. Yeah. And he said 2397 was yes. his. And he had one correct number, one in the right place, Kevin Day. Don't two, knock three, the lock. 2397. And Stephen Grant went 2590, which would suggest mm. that nine. But what is, don't we uh, knock, Kevin? Or it could be. We don't the, knock the lock. The lock, it okay. could be the two. So 2590, 2397 were both one correct number, one in the right place. Mm. All right. I'm, right, okay. Here we go, Kevin. Yes. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go for the combined ages of our current coaching team at Sellers Park. Okay. I'm going one four nine seven. He's not listen, does he? One four. Not no, two not seven. No, it could it's be not the seven. Nine. Ah, no. Oh, it could one. be the nine. It could be the nine. It's not two. We have to take your first answer. Here we go. Then one go at it. Let's commit that into the one. Okay. One four nine seven. Oh, that's not the right Okay, I'm putting those numbers in. Here we go. Put them in, Charlie. One. Here we go. One. There's the four. four. Putting the nine in now. And nine. the seven in. There it is. Here we go. Oh! It's not what a terrible shame. It's not, it's not one, four, nine, seven. But how you know, many... Do you know what I did? It's my fault because I, I did that classic penalty thing in the run-up. <laughs> I, had a, I had a number written down mm. and I changed, changed my mind. mind. You never in. change your mind Should've in the run-up. Oh, how many no. did Kevin get right? None. Two. Oh, two. Two. Kevin, that's making Ooh. you star Whoa. performer. But how many were in the right place? Two. Oh. Oh. Yes. Wow. wow. What a performance. So, wow. So hit the, that penalty's hit the bar and yeah. it could come back in off the it's keeper's. It has. It's gone in off yeah. the keeper's back. Two numbers, yeah. two in the right place. That's yeah. impressive. So well done, Kevin. That- Howard, we need Howard Webb to explain this. I, now. Think, what I think we do in a special yeah. 25 minute show with Mike Owen. Do, you know, do you know why you did well, Kev? Because you didn't knock the lock. You didn't knock the lock. And, I, uh, would, I wouldn't dream of knocking the lock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Former Fulham boss Felix Magat yes. has admitted he told Breda Hangerland to treat a knee injury with cheese. What about that? Thank so you very Felix much. Magat I, have not, I have not made that you up. You didn't dream it. Soccer injury, all you need is cheese. There we are, Magat. There he is. Brilliant. There he's saying you need to put you, you strap some cheese to it and it'll help it heal. Yeah, and he didn't last long, did he? <laughs> at the clump. So it decreases inflammation. Okay, I should have done that Monday. Yeah, you should have done. Got rid of now, me doms. Um, you've got a game, haven't you? You've been offered a bit of vets football. Well, you, I, I don't. I don't want to speak too soon, Paul. Right. But the very nice people at Watlington Town FC, which is very nice, very near to me, actually. Right. Very close to me, so it is, it is a possibility. I've said if I want to go to training on a Wednesday night at 7pm with their vets, I am welcome any time. So that's nice, isn't it, Paul? That's lovely. Wellington, well Wellington till I die. Brilliant. That'd be fun you to see you turning out for the vets. That's excellent. Well, I, keep I, I will try and do Charlie. that. Yeah, I will try and do that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Do you want to give us one more of your voice oh, I've, I've lost the piece of paper. I've lost the script, Paul. Here we go. Just motor more. point. There's no car like a motor point car. Okay. There's no car like a motor point car. One more? There's no car like a motor point car. It's getting very toast yes. now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, there's no poor. Excellent. So uh, I'll be back with Andy uh, tomorrow. We've got the big um, City Real Madrid game tomorrow night. Yeah. We'll be looking back Exciting. on all the football this evening. So plenty to get stuck into tomorrow. I do hope you can join us. Charlie, you're back on Thursday. See you Thursday for a birthday spread, Paul. Indeed. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you uh, tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.